human connection is imperative to our own personal growth. One of the best ways to accelerate learnings is to get out of your normal environment and surround yourself with like-minded people who support your growth. In February 2023, seven lucky people will be joining me at a self-expression retreat in the beautiful coastal town of Torquay in Victoria, Australia. You could be one of them. Staying at a gorgeous Hampton-style home in your own private room, you will enjoy luxury five-star accommodation with our own personal top chef. You can take a dip in a plunge pool or take a quick walk to the stunning beachfront. This retreat is all about self-expression, tapping into the different sides of your personality that may have been dormant for a while or maybe you didn't even know existed. You will have experiences like no other retreat you've been to, from leadership with horses, silent walks, cooking, MasterChef experience, an art class, a lifestyle photography session where you take away a beautiful photo of yourself. We have an awards night where you dress up and we even have karaoke. And it wouldn't be a retreat without a massage at a day spa. Now, the self-expression workshops will help you challenge any limiting beliefs and support you in becoming the new upgraded version of yourself. Interested? Contact me at jj at janellejohnston.com.au. So that's the letter jj at janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L-E, Johnston, J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N.com.au for more information. Welcome to Be Your Own Best Coach with JJ. Today, I'm excited to be interviewing the lovely Francesca Moy. Now, Francesca Moy is known as the Meetup Queen. Francesca is a best-selling author, social media strategist, global business and mindset coach. And Francesca has gone from $120 a month in her business to over $1.5 million dollars serving a community of over 350 entrepreneurs who support and transform alongside one another. The results her clients experience inside the Mafia Academy Speak volumes. It's not the normal Mafia. We'll talk about that. <laughs> don't, don't get a bit uh, stressed about that. Um, her proven strategies take business owners from a one-to-one business model, trading time for money, into a profitable and scalable business online and offline. Not only that, Francesca is impacting the world globally with her virtual assistant program, matching time poor business owners, gee, aren't we all time poor, with social media superstars trained in these exact strategies. Francesca is the perfect example of how a mindset can transform your business, continuing growing to serve her clients at the highest level so they too can grow. Welcome, Francesca. Thank you, JJ. Thank you so much for having me. This sounds like it's going to be lots of fun. Oh, it is. It is. It's definitely going to be full on energy. I can already tell that. <laughs> well, you're, you're Italian and my family, I love to cook. And I and one of my favourite things that I love to cook is Italian. And oh. so I uh, we, we joke around my household that I'm the nonna. And I say to my son, when he has kids, 
that his kids have to call me Nonna and my oh. my son saying, you're not Italian, Mum. They can't call you Nonna. <laughs> Why not? Yes, you can, for sure. You claim it. <laughs> I'm claiming it, that's for sure. <laughs> so welcome. Uh, welcome, Francesca. I'm really Thank thrilled. You. I've been to your events a few years ago. I went to one of your events and I've got two books up here. Yes. So I just, uh, I'll just show you for the camera. So this one, Bums on Seats, I bought, which is fantastic, uh, with uh, the wonderful uh, Natasha. Uh, yeah, Natasha Demon. And yeah. then also follow me. I've got both of them. So um, amazing. Yeah. So I loved your events. So, so tell me, where did, where, did the, where did the title Meetup Queen come from? Well, a lot of people think I'm a dating coach and I'm like, if you know anything about me, I'm single. Definitely not good at dating. <laughs> so the Meetup Queen started, it was actually very organic. I was running Meetup events. I was going to a lot of Meetups and I started to receive this comment from people going, oh my gosh, you're everywhere on Meetup. You're the Meetup Queen. And I was like, mm, okay, one person said it, two people said it. Eventually, after like five or six people, I'm like, okay, I'm going to claim it. This yeah. is it. <laughs> I am the Meetup Queen, people. And to be honest, JJ, it's sort of grown out of that phase of Meetup as such. Yeah. But it sort of stick with me. Like people still call me that. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have it. I don't mind uh, being the Meetup Queen. That's totally fine. <laughs> well, you're good at, you're good at uh, bringing people together. Yeah. Aren't you? And that's why you're so great as a coach and, and getting, you know, groups of people together uh, and business owners going from one to one to one to many because you're great yes. at bringing those people together and networking and all that sort of stuff. And that's that's how I know you as well. And it's so true. And I'm actually like literally today I was walking with my beautiful Ollie boy, uh, the dog, and <laughs> and I was like, you know what? maybe I should start another networking event. And I was like fantasizing, like what would I call it and what would it look like and where would I do it? And I'm like, hmm, maybe, maybe this is my next thing. So, and where are you based now? In Bulimba in Brisbane. Oh, you're in Brisbane now. Were you always yeah. in Brisbane or were you in Melbourne? No, I was always in Brisbane, but ah. Natasha's from Melbourne, so I was travelling to Melbourne a lot. Ah, that's why I thought you were in Melbourne, yeah, because uh, yeah, yes. Natasha's in, in Melbourne. So, so tell me about your story. So where did you, because I heard a little bit about your story when I was at your event and I loved it. So yes. tell, tell the listeners a little bit about you. Well, I am a normal human being. People think I'm a, I'm a unicorn and I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm a normal human being and I used to um, work in normal jobs and I used to work in a um, reception at hotels and I used to love it because I used to make like people's holidays, right? Like, oh, yes. let me let me look after you and I love that. I love yes. people and I love making the, the holiday special and I never ever in a million years thought I was going to be a a coach or, or a business owner at all and um it's been fascinating because when i you know i grew up in a family where my brother is a genius at music and i was the one that never had anything special going on yeah <laughs> and i thought i was a bit stupid and i wasn't smart enough and all those things went going on in my brain and you know it's just like eventually i was like maybe there's more to life than just like hide and and be an excuse maker and not achieve anything maybe I, maybe i need to try something new so yeah. i left i left italy i grew up in italy and i left italy and i i went to live in london and then spain and then greece and i kept traveling around until i realized that maybe 
I needed to stop running away. And um, I thought, because one more thing, I go to Australia and then I come back and yeah. I find that, you know, Italian husband and that they will cheat on me. <laughs> all, of, all of that will happen. And, and when I got here, I met someone and we fell in love. And that's when, you know, I thought, okay, this is it. I met the one. I'm going to be married and I'm going to be a housewife and this is all I was going to do. And then it didn't, it didn't work out. One day I woke up and I realized that, I was just pretending to be happy. He was pretending to be happy. We actually wanted completely different things out of life. Yeah. And so I made one of the tougher decisions at the time and I broke up. And so I left and went back to Italy and then I realized, oh, I don't know if I can live in Italy anymore. This is, I don't belong here. Yeah. And so this has been the thing for me, JJ, my whole life is like, where do I belong? Yeah. I grew up in, in a different city from where I was born. So I never really felt I belonged anywhere. It's, it's been a journey to come home to me. That's where I belong. Yeah. Um, and it's been really interesting. So yeah, I decided to come to Australia and then I decided to come back to Australia and that's when I started my uh, life coaching journey and I became a life coach and I made $120 in the first nine months of my business. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like true story, right? 120 yeah. bucks. And then I was like, shoot, now I better I got to go back, go back to a job. I don't have any money left. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And then I thought I'd give it one more shot. And I created a meetup group and I created a Facebook group and I started to post on social media and boom, everything exploded from there. And, um, yeah, the rest from there is history, right? Then yeah. I started to run meetups and teach people how to run meetups. And then I started the Amafia Academy, uh, which stands for Meetup and Facebook International Academy. And I learn, I learn every step of the way. I, I just kept moving forward, blindfolded pretty much, and uh, figure it out along the way. Yeah. What made you decide to keep moving forward? Because what yeah. I'm a coach and I love working with coaches and I love, you know, there's so many amazing coaches out there and it breaks my heart, Francesca, when I see them uh, stop doing what they, they're doing and stop helping people because they hit a brick wall, you know. And I think I, I don't think anyone's immune from hitting a brick wall when they start out in business because it's, you know, it's bound to happen. It's learning. Like you've never, if you've never done it before, you don't know, you know, so you don't know what you don't know. So there's always going to be a brick wall that you hit at some stage. What kept you going? Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, the brick walls never stop. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That people don't understand, right? They're like, oh, once I get to the million dollar business, this is it, no brick walls. No, the brick walls are going to get even thicker and bigger and yeah. more scarier, right? It's going to be, even it's going to be yeah. multiplied by, by million. I was saying that to a client the other day. She's like, I was like, you're doing great. She's like, no, really, I'm not where you're at yet. I want to get there. And I said, for what? She goes, I just wanted to say that I'm a million-dollar business. And I'm like, so what? So you can have a million-dollar problems? Like, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, is that just an ego thing or do you want to do it because there's a reason behind it? Because like, I did it for ego and the first time. So answering your yeah. question, I wanted to prove my, my dad wrong. Yeah. I wanted to prove that I was worth it. I, was to, I wanted to prove that. I could make it. I wanted to prove that I didn't know, needed to go back and to get a job. So sometimes people say when they meet me now, they're like, "Oh, you're different. You should be used to be very egoic and very like full of yourself, and now you're sort of more spiritual, more different." I'm like, I had to go through that yeah. to 
to get here, right? I had to leverage on my ego to go like, no, nah, he's going to stop me. It was very masculine. It was very yeah. um, driven. And I had to leverage on that to be able to to go ahead. I didn't know any better. Now, in hindsight, I know other things, but, you know, I didn't know at the time. So I had to yeah. do what I knew, which is just keep pushing, just keep pushing. So full stand back up, full stand back up. That's... It was so strong in me, the need to be accepted by my dad. Yeah. Yeah. And and what, so with, with being accepted by your dad, do you feel accepted now or do you feel that you were always accepted but you just didn't feel that at yeah, the time? Yeah, that's a very good point, DJ. Look, to be honest, my dad is an amazing character yeah. and dad is always accepting me in non-accepting me. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> So that has always been very tough and yeah. it still is. And yeah. um is now I have I have proven to him, which is good to know. Um and sometimes I'm thinking that now you're biased. Like it was, it was nicer when you were not, so that you would give me <laughs> <laughs> tough time, like you know, so then I would think harder and make things happen. Right now it's just all too easy. Like you just trust everything I do. I don't like that. <laughs> Fascinating, right? So um, my dad and I always had a bit of an interesting relationship. We don't agree in a lot of things and yeah. we still don't. Um, but uh, my dad always accepted me in non-accepting me. That's the best way I yeah. can explain it. So <laughs> I, I challenge him. I always have and I always will. I'm sure he challenges you too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so definitely. So, so what have been your biggest lessons in business? Oh, do we how long how much do we have? <laughs> do you wanna see here for like a, a year? I can I can tell you all stories. Look, um there's been so many. There's been so many. I believe the business is a spiritual journey. So if you're not willing to see the true self, don't get in business. Yeah. <laughs> because it will come out, right? It will come out out of it's impossible to hide in business. It's it's just not gonna happen. So even if I was hiding in the beginning, I was running the business by ego, uh, I had to eventually face myself and, and, and be honest with myself and find the truth. So my biggest um Oh, geez, what was the question? Your biggest lessons in business. Biggest lesson. Oh, my goodness. I'm you like, are Italian, aren't you? <laughs> my biggest lesson would be um, learning how to really like, oh, Jesus, so many lessons, really hard one. Probably learning how to be accepted, like accept myself first and foremost because I was always trying to um, be liked by others, by you know, like clients yeah. didn't like something, oh, let me change it, let me please you. I was such a people pleaser yeah. that I was actually doing a disservice to a lot of people. So my biggest lesson is to don't do things for others, do things for what you believe is best. Yeah. Um, I think that that was, is probably one of the biggest lessons. But to be honest, JJ, there's so many, right? There's yeah. so many lessons that every step of the way, even like the other day I had a lesson, like just every day. Yeah. I get I get a lesson and I learn and I always wonder like what is right and what is wrong and I don't believe in that question in like universal right or wrong I just believe like what is right for me in this moment and yeah. maybe it's wrong tomorrow right I, I'm okay to make decisions today that tomorrow I might not agree with but today I fully believe that and so I'm not gonna make that decision yeah yeah and yeah. I love I love you talking about because um, I can I can see myself in you when you were talking about being 
you know, wanting to be liked and being the people pleaser. And I think that in business, the more you stand stand out, the more you put yourself out there and the bigger your tribe gets, you have to, and, and you're running events, which you run events, um, it, you know, you, there are people that are just not a match for you. And I remember when I first started my big events and I do free events, I had to psychologically, Francesca, I had to psychologically put in my head and say, okay, well, at lunch break, some will not come back, right? (laughs) Because it's a free event. And so people, you know, there's no commitment for them. So I had to get my my brain right to go, okay, it's okay because they're the people that aren't my tribe. They're not a match. And that's a good thing because they're the people that are actually hard to work with because you're not suited for each other. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying, and this is one of the biggest things is when uh, I've learned so much in, in the last seven years. It's like I used to make people do things. I'm like, I'm a coach. I'm a different coach from a people. I'm going to make you be successful. I'm going to make you do yeah. things that you don't want to do. And then I found that that was also not the right way to do it yeah. because you don't you can't make someone do something like you got to show them teach them but you got to let go and let them yeah. go through their path and sometimes that path means hating on you yeah, yeah. you show them parts of them that they don't want they're not ready to see and yeah. so the other thing that i had to learn is like i'm am i okay being hated because yeah. i've got haters oh yeah. boy i've got lots of them and it's part of the journey and i think that at the beginning a lot of business owners don't move forward in the business because they're afraid of the haters. They just yeah. want to stay in the liking zone. Yeah. And mm. and I think, you know, if you don't stand for, for, you know, if you don't stand up for anything, then you're not being a true authentic self. And I yeah. think, you know, once you, when you were saying about your journey in business and how you've changed and uh, I've, I felt that as well with myself and it's, it's, to me it's like being more authentic it's like okay this is who I really am like warts and all here I am look I agree with that JJ and who I used to be it was also who I was back then yeah right so I love it when people say to me Francesca you're so much more authentic now I'm like well I think I was authentic then I was who I was then yeah. And I'm, I'm a develop. I'm, I'm evolving as a human being, and that's the new version of me. And that maybe you resonate with more with this part. That's why you feel that this is more authentic. But that yeah. part was definitely authentic. She, that Francesca, didn't give a shit about anybody. She would just go for it. Right? She wanted success, yeah. and she just went for it. Doesn't mean that she was. I, I, I was authentic with that version of who I was, and yeah. then I found the, a new version of me, and and this is the new authentic. So yeah. I, 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 I love that because when people tell me you're more authentic now I'm like I don't know about that I think that was always authentic with where I used to be I wasn't liked maybe as much (laughs) yeah right but but that is the journey right yeah yeah exactly how have you how have you uh, gone through COVID so there's been you know the last couple of years has been so challenging how have you gone through that process with your business and with your tribe yeah, that's a very good question. And to be honest, have I gone through it? I don't know. Is it over yet? Yeah, no, <laughs> we're still we going yet? through it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I think that was one of the biggest roadblock because I was living in La La Land. I was like, I've I made it. Business, it's easy now. We know what we're doing. Yeah, I was tired. I was working very hard, so I was looking for a way out of working that hard i was looking for a new model of business anyway but yeah. um 
because I had it so easy, I didn't really, I wasn't really focusing on trying to change it. So I do feel that COVID happened for me because it made me find other ways to to do business rather than do it the way that I was doing it. Yeah. So if for for your audience, if they don't know, I used to run national tours. I used to I used to do only face to face events. My business yeah, was face to face. Yeah. So COVID came and like you can't do events. I'm like, no, what, what? No, 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 no. I do events all the time. Like yeah. you can't say that. <laughs> so it was scary. It was terrifying. And I'm, to be honest, I'm very proud of how I was able to pivot. So the, because it, obviously I had I had volume, I had over like 200 people in my academy when COVID hit, right? So yeah. I had lots of people in it. So that took me a couple of years to sort of you know, make it smaller and smaller, right? Because obviously people were on payment plans and were yeah. committed for 12 months, right? Some people have renewed for the second year. So the first probably in 2019, 2020, I didn't feel that much difference because I had so many people already in my community. I created new programs, I created new courses. So all of that was working well. So I had to reinvent what I was doing, but it was all within the community I already had. What happened is that 2020, so that's 2019, 2020, 2021 was still good. The end of 2021 and 2022 has been the hardest part ever. This financial, this has been the hardest part because now you are for two years you haven't been I haven't been face to face with people so yeah. I'm sort of like I had to reinvent everything go online but online we don't we can't do as many events right before I could do events in every city and do eight events in a, in eight weeks yeah. now you can do one event a month so it's sort of like it changes numbers it changes the the the, the business yeah. um lots more people have gone online so there's more a more perspective so it has changed and. Um, I found myself hanging on to dear life. Like, I don't want this to change. <laughs> Everybody, give me back my Inside. business. I was, I got through anger. I think I got through yeah. the whole, like, you know, the, the grief process, right, to let yeah. go of the business as it was. And I started to look at what else I can do. So we have launched successfully an agency. So we do a virtual assistant agency now. And um, we find and train virtual assistant for businesses that, don't necessarily need my academy, but they just need help in the business. Yeah. Um, so the JJ, I think that now the agency is probably the main uh, part of the business, the main income, uh, and the academy is becoming more my fun project. Yeah, brilliant. And I, I again, I resonate with you not wanting to because you're a real people's person, and so am I. And I actually, and I don't know if you felt like this, Francesca. I was like, I can't do this online. Like I really resisted it because I'm a huggy person you know you get into the room and you know there's so much excitement um in the room and you know you hug and you see and um you know I teach part of my business is teaching public speaking training and so I'm like I can't do that online that's you know it's impossible and so I was like resisting 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 um and just like you and then I started to go okay well I'm gonna have to do it online (laughs) Um, and then, and then I actually started loving it as well. And I'm thinking parts of my business, particularly there's some parts in my business that I'm thinking, why did I not do this sooner? Wow. It's fascinating when we are faced with reality and there's no other way around it. We have to 
do things in a different way and at the end we'll go oh actually this is not that bad yeah and so even my clients were like no we're not doing the three-day workshop online we're not coming we're gonna wait yeah. until covid finish i'm like you could wait forever we don't know when this is finished so we're moving online you do whatever you want and yeah. then they came along and they're like oh wait this is actually good yeah. i don't have to pay for flights accommodation yeah, yeah. I just have francesca in my house this is actually work out for me yeah. And now, I don't know you, but now it's the opposite. We're starting to get those people to actually show up in a face-to-face event. Yeah. So I did a conference in February and I had to do a split, half face-to-face and half on Zoom because people were not willing to travel. Yeah. It's just a, it's a whole new culture change, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Different world. And if we don't adapt quickly... The business is going to die, right? So yeah. very important. We've got to be adaptable in business. And I, for a second there, maybe more than a second, I wasn't. Me too. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm hanging out today. I even like did, don't tell anybody, but I even did. <laughs> I think some people might listen. But anyway, tell me. <laughs> I even did like my last event was literally like a borderline with like, you know, okay, this is your last event. You can't yeah. do any more events. It's like, are you really allowed to do events? And I'm like, why not? <laughs> and nobody, nobody told me that I can't. Like, it's all over social media and the news. I'm like, I don't watch news. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> but what are you talking about? I was just so oblivious. I did not want to hear it. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm doing events. Yeah. And so I remember still my last event, I think it was mid-March. There was literally like borderline to like, okay, you can't do any more events. Yeah. And that was it. And for two years, I didn't do a face-to-face event. I was like, no. I was still doing events, though. Actually, I'm, I'm lying. Yeah. I used to do events still, even for two or three people. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm still doing them. I was yeah. so stubborn. I didn't want to let Me them go. <laughs> I did it the first whole first year. So yeah. in and out, in and out. Like, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a bit of a risk taker as well. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, and I'm thinking no one else, hardly anyone else is doing <laughs> events but any pocket that I could do it I just throw in an event so I did that for the first 12 months um and then it just once it got to the stage where um you know and I've got really strong values around who can come into my room and who can't and so for me everyone can come into my room and so when there was that board of hey you know there's that discrimination that I felt I was like no I'm not doing that like you know everyone's welcome in my room and so that's when I started to go no I'm gonna have to go online so that everyone so I don't have to and I would never you know say people couldn't come into my room so yeah and the other thing it was like a bit devastating for me like I did an event in February and then we left the event everybody was so happy everybody was so in love and then everybody had COVID oh no and then I felt no I don't know I don't know if I can do that again I don't know if I can bring that to you know like be responsible for for that and I mean I'm not gonna we're not gonna start to talk about what's happening yeah. in the world but you know it's sort of affecting as business owners like my clients were coming to me going what do I do I'm like I don't know I yeah. don't know what to do how can I tell you what to do I have no yeah. idea what we're gonna do so yeah um it was it was definitely challenging I'm not yeah. gonna lie I do believe it was it was for my best because I've discovered a part of the business that probably I would have always push it back. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. Oh, I don't know. So yeah. I think that that's quite a blessing at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, same. And you talked about your change in regards to spirituality. What does that look like for you? 
Well, I do believe that business has been my my biggest mentor. My my own business has been my biggest mentor because I had to face um, lots of different things that um, I often didn't want to go through. Like one time I got taken to court and I was like, not doing that. Here, take the money back. I don't want to go to court. And I was like, what if? What if there's a lesson there? What if there's a lesson yeah. for me? What if there's a lesson for the other person? And so I went through court and I won. And yeah. that gave me that feeling of going, you know, that little brain that tells us you're doing something wrong. Like, yeah. you, you know, you're not allowed to do this or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing anything wrong. Like, I'm I'm teaching a course. And if people are not willing to take the steps, then it's not yeah. my fault. And yeah. I need to yeah. release that responsibility. So all of those things were my biggest teacher of, I'm always a believer that, Everything happened for a reason. So instead of running away from it, I need to face it. Yeah. And that was one of one of the examples, right? That um, there was a lot of embarrassment. I'm going to someone take you to court. Like, you must be a bad person. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to share it because sometimes people don't realize that. And nowadays, yeah. we're so afraid of the, the customer, right? We're so afraid of, mm. you know, they're going to take us to court. They're going to put a bad review. They're going to do this. And I'm like, do it. What a yeah. bad review. That is totally fine. At least it looks like it's authentic. If I have only yeah. positive reviews... Looks like I can be fake, right? So yeah. like, go for it. Like, hate me and do whatever you need to do. I know that I will be, as, as if you're willing, I could be a, a learning process in in your journey as much as you are for me, because obviously the, we're a reflection of each other. And yeah. so, for me, um, the spirituality came from studying and doing lots of courses and and keep digging in in who am I and how am I showing up into into this business and why do I do things and why do I make decisions this way and and you know people look up to to us right we're, yeah. we're coaches we're leaders so and, and it, I have for me a duty of becoming the best version of myself yeah. um, and so at one point I found out that I was lying I was lying to myself and I was lying to others because I didn't want to look perfect I was like no 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 look I am not that good. Do you see how I am overweight? So one point in my life, I was about 22 kilos overweight. And I did it subconsciously because I didn't want people to think that I was perfect. I'm like, no, look, I'm good in business, but I'm not consistent in my eating. I'm not consistent in exercising. And that's why I'm overweight. And so I was like, wait, 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 wait. Walk your talk, woman. You tell people that they've got to be consistent in business, you've got to be consistent in in food. So I started a process and I lost 22 kilos um, without even knowing that I could lose 20 kilos. At the moment, I actually put put on back about six and I'm like, no. So now I'm (laughs) back to going, no, this is another excuse. Like I I know that I can maintain it. I've maintained it for two years during COVID. Definitely I can maintain it now. So it's another process of going, where else can I stretch myself? If, I, if I'm if i teaching clients that they have to stretch themselves, I need to find places in my life that I've got to do that to be the example and also to yeah. to become the better version of myself. If I'm here as a leader, I need to walk my talk in every area of my life. So, yeah, so that's what I, I think the spirituality looks like for me is walking my talk and, and, and looking at the truth of what I, the person that I am. Yeah, I love your story about, the court because I think that there are times that we've got to hold our ground as well and as a coach I think it's so easy for you know one of the big watch outs I have Francesca is if someone comes to one of my events 
and they say to me, I've been, you know, I've seen Tony Robbins and didn't get much out of him. I've been to Kerwin Ray, didn't get much out of him. Like, and they blame everyone else then for their results. And I think this industry, because I know how great you are, Francesca, and I know how great, you know, some other coaches are that I've worked with and to I can actually look at every training that I've gone to as a participant and I've always got something out of it. Always. You know, there, there's probably one speaker that I saw years ago who um, I didn't align with at all, but I still got stuff out of um, going to yeah. his event. Uh, but I think yeah, that... Yeah, at least you learn what not to do, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, and so... But I think it's so important and one of the things through COVID that I learned was that you had to take a stand and um, I don't know how, you know, when COVID hit and people started to freak out and I know for myself I had to really stand my ground because I had people at some point, I think it was like one week, ringing up and saying, can I cancel? I need my money back and, you know, and they're, they're wanting their money because they're scared of what's going to happen with COVID and I had to say, I'm sorry. like I had to stand my ground because if I did that with everyone in my business I wouldn't have a business anymore so I wouldn't be able to help anyone anymore um so I think there's that balance of yeah learning and definitely for me I had to do that over COVID and actually really stand my ground um and there's one question I always ask myself when I make decisions like that and it's is it good for me is it good for others is it good for the greater good and that really helps me decide whether I'm doing the right thing. Oh. And and that I went through that process because I thought if I give it, if, if I start making these decisions, then I'm not going to be able to help anybody. Oh. And that's not going to be good. And yeah. this is the thing is as people pleasers, for me, was the hardest thing. So as soon as COVID hit, I had a retreat in Italy booked and I had about seven people that already paid and yep. I already paid for the accommodation. It was over $25,000 of accommodation in in, Austria, in Italy. I paid in full. I was yep. done. I was ready to go. And then COVID hit. Yep. So like I'm like emailing them going, what's going to happen? Can you move it to six months? Yep. So I said to my clients, no refunds. We're going in six months time. Six months time, as you know, it wasn't happening. Yep. So I'm like, okay, move it for another six months. Yep. And then I'm like, hey, if it doesn't happen in six months, I might need a refund because what am I going to do? Yep. And they said, we don't give a refund. I'm like, but yep. my clients are starting to ask me for refunds. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what do I do? So I started to get those those clients put themselves together and they're all like, we want to refund, we want to refund. And it was so loud, it was so echoing that I just went, oh my gosh, I don't know, okay, here. And I just refunded everybody without yeah. having the refund of the actual venue, right? So yeah. I still had was $25,000 loss and yeah. I had to refund all these people. And as you know, we charge more than what we pay there. So I'm yeah. like... I'm out of pocket here, people. What am I gonna do? Yeah. And it was it was it was terrifying. It took me another probably eighteen months after that to get my money back and I didn't get all of it. Yeah. So that was another lesson of going, listen, if they went to a bigger a bigger um, you know, yeah. company, they wouldn't have been abusing them and, and calling them and calling them names because they're not giving a refund. It is yeah. what it is, right? COVID yeah. is hitting all of us. And so I was like, that was what made me decide, no, sometimes being generous is is not going to be good for the business. And, yeah. and I need to make a decision for the business, not just because I like some people or want to please them or whatever that is. So 
it's, it's honestly, I think that the COVID really helped us face with our own insecurities and the things that we were not facing to look at because it's easier just to find someone and keep them quiet than, you know, then go through the things. So that not actually so our policy. We have no refund policy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. What would you say to business owners that are finding it challenging right now? What would be your top tips for them? Um, so I believe that finding something challenging is a choice. So I believe that we can we can work on our mindset and our brain and our thoughts to be able to change the way we perceive what is happening. Yeah. So every challenge, if you want to still call it challenge, is an opportunity for us to see what's working, what's not working, and then how to tweak it. And yeah. a lot of the time, um, JJ, people are not, they jump to conclusion too fast, right? I've been doing this for three minutes and it's not working. And I'm just going, well, try to yeah. go on a diet for five minutes. It's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. go through, probably like two weeks, three weeks, three weeks that you get no results and your brain is going to tell you what's the point is might, might as well eat, right? Yeah. So it's about that keeping that brain consistently on the, the what you want, on that goal. And no matter what happens, just still keep going, keep working, keep, keep being consistent. So one of the biggest thing is consistency and discipline. Yeah. So being disciplined and take action, but real action, not action of working behind the computer for the next eight hours, for the next, you know, uh, 20 days and not showing up on social media, not to go into networking events, not to, you know, go and seek for clients. You got you got to put yourself in front of people to be able to get clients. So yeah. um, my biggest, my biggest suggestion is consistency, discipline and work on their mindset those are the three things that i don't think anybody can survive in business without those three things yeah absolutely absolutely and so and how can people get in contact with you how can they follow you you're on insta i mean you're the the meetup queen you're everywhere aren't you <laughs> yeah definitely um uh, you can join me of, of course on instagram francesca moy and on my personal uh, profile on facebook I'll, i'm quite active on there uh, i do have a facebook group as well um that you can join it's called um workshop secret for coaches and we do a lot of training in there for free so uh we can do that we are about to start a new uh, facebook group for our new uh business which is the the um virtual assistant agency so that will be another thing that will come up but for now i'll say those are the things that you can find me i've got a podcast that is quite um cool as well with this oh, great. Cool business yeah business behind the scene it's on apple on spotify whatever you listen to it you should find it and um yeah those are the things the, the places and you know when it when it's meant to be we'll 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 meet anyway i know i believe that yeah beautiful beautiful well we've got thank you so much for your beautiful insights and now we've got some fun questions for you and you'll yes. get some for me. I do. <laughs> Which is exciting. All right. So I call them the 10 speed fun questions. So okay. are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So the first one is, the first one's easy. What's your favorite book that you've read? Oh, oh that's easy. That's so difficult because I've got so many. Okay. Probably my favorite book would be The Queen's Code. Ah. The Queen's Code of um, Armstrong, um, Alison Armstrong. Oh, so good. I think every woman should read that book. Okay, I'm just going to write that down. I haven't um, haven't the read that Queen, one. The Queen's Code. Beautiful. So what do we do, one question each or are you going to shoot Yeah, I'm going to shoot them all to you. Okay. Uh, what, what, what hidden talent have you got? Hidden talent, uh, then salsa. 
Oh, I, I can love dancing. I can see you doing the salsa. <laughs> uh, most interesting celebrity you have met, and why were they interesting? Celebrity, probably Tony Robbins. Yeah, Tony Robbins, and uh, is my idol. Is is everything I ever dream of? I think it is the reason why I'm a single. <laughs> he put the stands way too high. <laughs> and I remember you, those of you that, that 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 are listening, how you got to meet him backstage. Yes. I remember that and seeing that whole um, process yeah. by selling his tickets. So you find yeah. a way, girl. You find a always, way. Always, always be resourceful, right? If you want to get something. <laughs> yeah. Um, who would play you in a movie? Who oh, I would play in the movie, or who, who would, would play, play you in the movie? Because you're the star. Who would play you in the movie? Oh, geez, how do you answer that question? Um, um, Monica Bellucci is an Italian, oh. an Italian. Um, yeah, she's so amazing. Beautiful. I was thinking of, Sof- is it Sophie Langura? Sophie L- Loren? Yeah, no. So- oh, yeah, oh, Sophie L- Loren. Yeah, her too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, if you were asked to cook a dish, what would you cook and why? Okay, so depends if I um I am me now. So for three months, in the last three months, I've been very naughty. Um, so I would say like lasagna or pizza, <laughs> <laughs> all those things. But that's why I'm six kilos over, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you love to cook? I do love yeah. to cook. Yeah. Cool. Um, who has been one of your biggest mentors? Um, Tony Robbins. Yeah. Tony Robbins is definitely, definitely my biggest mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Do do you love his book, Awaken the Giant Within? I've never read it. Oh my gosh. That's, if if someone asks me what my favorite book is, that's it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, What's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Oh my gosh, I am not someone that eats things um, that I don't know. This is my biggest secret. Nobody knows. I'm very fussy eater. So I if I don't know how what it would be like, I wouldn't <laughs> eat it. So I don't know how to answer that question because I don't think I never ate anything that I wouldn't, that just looks dodgy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's your favorite place? Where's your favorite place to travel? <laughs> um, Bali. 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 Uh, have you got a word? Some people have a word for each year. Have you got a word for 2022? And if you haven't, what word would you have? You know what? This is hilarious. I do have a word and I probably forgot it now. But every year we choose the word for the year after. Uh, and I don't know, it's June. So I'm like, I probably forgot this word. But I think that it was um, restructuring. Yeah, great. What that would be. And what legacy do you want to leave? <coughs> I want people to know that they can do anything they want. It's possible. Success is possible to every single one of us. There's no one special more than others. We, Every single one of us can do that. So my legacy is to really allow people to get out of their way, nine to five, and just believe that they can do whatever they want. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Thank you. All right. How far away for me? My turn. Ah, I'm always nervous when I get my 10 questions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You ask for it. I know. I do ask for it. I like to to live with uncertainty. (laughs) That's good. Uh, If you were an animal, which one would you be? Oh, and this is going to sound funny. (laughs) 
not weight wise, but an elephant. Why? <laughs> I just think they're so majestic. I think oh. I love elephants, and I also love if I had two, it would be an elephant or a dolphin because I love dolphins oh, too. Dolphins, I love dolphins yeah. too. Okay, good. Um, if you can be anything for today, what it would be? If I could be anything for today, for for, for one day. Oh, if I can be anything for one day, I'd be or, a or anyone. Yeah. I'd be a I'd be a fly and I just fly around <laughs> and listening to all these different people and I'd fly around the world, you know, being Tony Robbins house just watching oh. him. <laughs> oh, you just got me there. I would love that too then. <laughs> um okay, describe yourself with one word. Passionate. Mm, I like that. Um who's your favorite cartoon character? Ah, Tweety Bird. <laughs> oh, cute. Uh, what's your favourite childhood play? Childhood play? Yeah. I don't know a childhood play. Um, no. Or cartoon? A cartoon would yeah. be, yeah, I'd say Tweety Bird again. <laughs> yeah, same. Okay. Um, did the tooth fairy ever give you money for every tooth you lose? <laughs> Yes, I but I didn't get much money. <laughs> okay. But you got some. Yeah, I got good. some money. Now. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite type of holiday? Tropical, near the beach. Okay. Um, which Disney princess can you relate to? Uh, ooh, probably, uh, i say Cinderella. I don't know why. Oh, cute. Um, have you watched Disney's Encanto? No. Oh, so you don't want to talk about Bruno? I don't don't know Bruno. I don't know who Bruno is. There there is a song that goes, we don't talk about Bruno. Oh. No, I don't want to talk about Bruno then. Okay, then that's not, it's not funny. But probably if you guys are watching this and you you watch Encanto, that probably was a funny question. (laughs) I hope so. Was that 10? That was 10. Oh, easy. I got off the hook. Sometimes I get hard questions. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Francesca. And what's your podcast called again? Because I'm going to get onto it. Yeah, Business Behind the Scene. Business Behind the Scene. Yeah, let me know which one is your favorite episode. I always love to ask that question. Yeah, awesome. Fantastic. Well, I'll start listening to that as well. Thank you so much, Francesca. It's been such a pleasure uh, interviewing you and learning about you. And I know that uh, the listeners will have a lot of value from listening to your advice and uh, your story, which is so inspirational. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah, and and hopefully I'll, I'll have you on the show again. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. See ya. Did you find this podcast of value? If so, I would love you to give it a five-star rating. And if you know anyone that would benefit from listening to this podcast, please feel free to share the love.